are back for another episode of To the Moon. And on this one, we have a returning guest. One of my favorite Astro Flippers. Uh, I've been watching Jacob just take the model and run with it. The first time we heard from him, it was the early stages, the early days of his first successes in the program and running the Astro Flipping model. He had... Uh, just gotten into real estate and I think had a couple of deals under his belt before he pivoted and and went uh, the Astro way. Uh, and a lot has changed since that time. And so we brought Jacob Simpson back to chat about it to help you guys see what the evolution of this business can look like and what you can expect when consistency is applied. Jacob Simpson, welcome to the moon, bro. So nice to see you. What's going on, Jamil? Thank you for having me back on. Of course, we're happy to have you here. You and I share a lot of commonalities, not only with respect to our obsession and love for the business, but we are both avid meditators. You take the the importance of mindset and 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 really tuning in our energy inside and and having that show uh, in everything that you do. You have a um, you you you've hosted coaching calls with the Astro community on mindset. Uh, you are respected when it comes to how you have applied abundant mentality, abundance mentality into your thinking. Uh, and so there's just so much that I appreciate you for. But I think everybody is here to listen to what's been happening in your business. So if you would, rewind us back to the start. Just give us a Cliff Notes version of how you found us, what got you there, what the beginning looked like, and how it looks today. For sure. So first off, I definitely appreciate those kind words. Um, you know, I can say without a doubt in my mind, Astro Flipping has truly changed my life. Uh, so kind of take to take everyone back to the very beginning. Um, I got started in wholesaling in 2018, I think. So I was doing the traditional model of, you know, direct to seller, cold calling people. At the time, I was kind of bouncing between a whole bunch of different avenues. So I tested out cold calling, texting, mailers, I tried uh, SEO, so Facebook ads, Google ads. I tried it all. Um, so for the first year, year and a half, I didn't get any deals. It was just how much me did you spend? Through. Did you think in in all that? I wasn't spending too, too much because it was just me at the time. So I would say between data and the dialers and everything, I was probably spending roughly about 500 to 700 a month. Okay. Um, the data was really the that, most That can be some people's part. rent. So that, I mean, that's still significant that, you know, it's, it's not a little bit of money, but yeah, it, sure. it, 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 you know, comparatively I've seen people spend, you know, 10 X that or more um, in a month. So that not, not terrible, but it hadn't produced any fruit. No. So it was, so ironically, I probably made a hundred thousand cold calls. I was really, really good at getting leads. So I was a beast at getting leads, but I didn't know how to sell them. So I was mm. using the 70% or I tweaked it a little bit. So I was using 80% times ARV or ARV times 80% minus repairs, minus my minus wholesale, wholesale fee. And people were coming in every time, just beating me out. And so I was good at getting leads, but I sucked at selling them. Um, so ironically, I had sent out a text blast and I had got a hold. So this was about a year and a half after I started like pursuing wholesaling. 
And so I was, I had quit my job in March of, I think 2019 and I still hadn't got a deal. And it was like January, 2020. So at this point I'm like, I got like $2,000 left to my name. I'm about to throw in the towel if this doesn't work. Um, but I sent out a text and an investor who was about to take down a property was like, Hey, I have this deal that I'm about to take down. It's under contract, but I can't actually take this down. If you want to pick it up, I'll sell it to you. And I was like, well, I don't, I'm not a buyer at the moment, but I have someone who would pick it up. And then, so he let me bring the buyer and then he paid me out 22,000. So dope. that was a, like an accidental Astro flip, right? So it, yep. I'm cold calling and sending texts to homeowners, but I got a hold of an investor who had a property completely unrelated to my text under contract that he wanted to sell. Mm -hmm. So then fast forward, that was in January. We closed that one in January, 2020. Fast forward to like, I think it was May or June, 2020, I had sent out probate letters. And again, I'm all over the place, right? Texting, calling, probate letters. So a realtor calls me, hey, my client just got your uh, probate letter. She wants to sell the house to you. So I looped in someone who knew how to handle realtors and we ended up closing that deal. So again, another accidental astro flip. Yep. Third one was an investor trying to offload one of his... Um, and this one was like in November. It was like one of, it was someone trying to offload one of their uh, rental properties. And this one was direct to seller. So this was right around the time I joined Astro Flipping as well. Um, so give or take, you know, two years in the industry and I had only done three deals. So I joined Astro Flipping September, 2020. I did my first deal through Astro in November. Ironically, an Astro student brought me the deal and I had connected with another Astro student who brought the buyer. So Amazing. Kind of middle man, the two wow. People. That's so yeah. neat. I love our community. And you know what's awesome is nobody nobody cares. Nobody's like, oh, wait, I could have just gone directly to him. Everyone's just like, yay, we all eat. We all made money. Exactly. Like, that's that's the beauty Everyone of our, our community. You know, everyone's just like, let's 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 do this together. Let's everybody get paid. Let's everybody make money. Exactly. And um, I think the person who had brought the buyer, um, it was like someone who now anyone who's listening to this, we also have to understand that someone who wine and dines their buyers, they can oftentimes sell the deals higher because they're extremely close to these buyers. Correct. So we were about to cancel the deal. So she ended up coming in. Um, I think she made 15,000 and then me and the other wholesaler each made 5,000. Okay. So again, no one felt any type of way because without her, it wouldn't have closed. I, you know so, what? I get that. Just to, just to add to that, I had a, I used to, there was a guy that uh, we did business with and we still do business with him and we call him 7K Jorge. And and the reason why we call him 7K Jorge is because he will only ever use sell to his buyer if he can make 7K. Mm -hmm. So even if there's only 10K to be made in the deal, we have to give 7K Jorge 7K and we'll make three because to him it it doesn't he can't you he can't let his buyer buy a deal unless he's making 7k because he's only got a handful of buyers and he relies on them for his monthly income and so he needs 7k otherwise there's there's no deal right so right. i totally understand that philosophy and it makes sense carry on yeah and then the one thing i do want to point out too is if we would have cared about that the deal wouldn't have happened so pocket right. watching is probably the quickest way to kill a deal mm. in my opinion pocket um, watching that's so good I've What's had, pocket uh, watching? D define that for us, Jacob. I love that. What is it? So pocket watching is essentially when you're looking at someone else's profits and trying to justify that you deserve those profits as well. So I'll give you a perfect example. There was someone who I was working with 
someone sent them a deal. They had a buyer. The spread was a hundred thousand dollars. The wholesaler said, if you bring the buyer, I'll give you 25. That wholesaler knew that the spread was a hundred thousand. And he said, no, I won't do it for 25. I need half. The wholesaler who had the deal said, cool, screw you. I got a buyer lined up for $75,000. I'll go with my buyer instead of yours. That wholesaler switched real fast and said, no, no, no. I'll, I'll do it for 25 now. And the wholesaler at that point was like, I don't want to work with you. You're, you're too focused on what you're making compared to what I'm making. I got someone else signed up already. So that wow. person missed out on 25,000 because they felt that they were entitled to an additional 25,000 that wasn't theirs to begin with. Guys, we, I, that right. What you just described right there, Jacob, I think needs to be, needs to go viral. Like I, I, people really need to understand how, terrible that mentality is because it's really it screwed everybody well it didn't the 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 guy was making his 75k regardless he was being regardless. generous by saying let me fit you in you've got somebody let me fit you in here and let you make twenty five thousand dollars but you know the greed of that person's mentality took him out of the situation where twenty five thousand dollars just didn't appear in his bank and pocket watching what a cool way to phrase yep. it i love it i love it Yep. Don't pocket, pocket watch is the quickest way to kill a deal. I've seen it happen so many times. So, um, and yeah, so, so kind of going back, um, that was the first deal we did through Astro flipping. That was around November, December of 2020. Yeah. 2020. Um, then 2021, we started gaining some traction. Um, and then since then, I think we've done about 40 deals, uh, most of them coming through wholesaler outreach. Um, we just started doing some agent outreach as well. So some are MLS deals as well. Um, but through those 40 deals, we've been able to make roughly 400,000 in assignment fees and help wholesalers bring in about 1.2 million in assignment fees on their end. Wow, bro, that is mind boggling to me. So your business has, has taken in 400K, which by the way, if you, I, I, I I'm going to, I, we don't we don't got to Google it right now, but I think like four hundred thousand puts you into the like the income bracket of the like one percent or like point five percent of folks. Like that's a lot of money. Yeah. Half a million dollars, near half a million dollars a year. Not this year. Money. It was we did two fifty last year. Got um, it. And then Whew, I was I think, like, Phew. yeah, no, we did two fifty last year, uh, and I think we're going to be on pace to hit around three hundred, three fifty this year. Um, yeah. But. It's I want to throw out dude. there that my 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 budgeting cost, if yeah. it was just me, would be just software. So for me and my cousin, this is including texting, you know, batch leads, privy, all of the softwares that we use, CRMs, all of that. It's just software. We're spending about, I think it came out to be like three fifty a month. Nothing. And we did thirty five thousand last month. Wow, wow, dude. I mean. This is the beauty of this business, right? We we literally can operate on some of the leanest overhead. You know, are you at your office right now? Yeah, I'm at okay. my house. So you're at your house, right? Yeah. And so you in a in a in a in a world where to take home thirty thousand dollars, you know, normally people have these big fancy glitzy offices. They've got all this overhead. They got all this flash and dash so that they can justify you know the money that they're charging people. Meanwhile, Jacob's sitting there in his house, in his room, in his that's basically his office. You can probably write off a portion of your rent because yep. you're you're using it for work. And so he's, you know, optimized tax-wise, 
but it, the amount of money that you're bringing in is, is substantial and incredible, man. Like, do you ever sit back and think of how fortunate we are to A, be in this business model, but B, like, why the heck aren't they teaching this in college? A hundred percent. I was just talking to someone. I was actually a buyer of mine the other day. Um, just to be in this business, one, to be able to make the money we're making is I'm beyond grateful for that. But from a whole nother perspective. So again, I do a lot of wholesaler outreach. So I dispo a lot of um, deals for other wholesalers. I've helped so many wholesalers get their first check. And that check is like $30,000, $40,000. I've helped wholesalers close $75,000 deals. For me, oh. yes, making that money is extreme. I'm extremely grateful for it and it's life-changing, but I'm so much like, I appreciate what I can do for other people in this industry so much more. The fact that I can put someone, help someone sell a deal, I still make 15 grand, but I know that I've officially helped them change their entire financial future and will continue doing so by helping them sell deals. And I think that alone is like, that's what I'm incredibly grateful for. And, and I appreciate more than anything about this community. And it's a real thing, Jacob, that's a real thing. And I'm, I'm, you know, it just goes to show the kind of man you are, because that's for, for me, that's what gets me out of bed, right? Is the impact I get to make in people's lives. And, you know, if I'm, if I'm ever having a bad day or if I ever feel down on myself and we all do, like, I don't, I don't want anybody to tune into this thing and think, wow, Jamil's probably got it all figured out. And he just wakes up every morning thinking he's the man. That's not the case. It's not. I, I got right. bad days. I have hard days. I have days where I feel poopy about myself and I compare myself to other people. It's just I'm a human being. We all are. But you know what can really soothe me is I can read a message from Jacob or I can read a message from, you know, somebody else whose life I've been able to work with and impact and, and, and watch transform. And that is extremely valuable. And Jacob, you're getting to see that and feel that for yourself. I mean, every moment that we get to share our experience so that someone else can do something financially freeing in their life, what, what a trip that is, man. Like it's, there's Honestly. nothing like that. There's, they, you couldn't, there's, they have, ne they have not been able to create a drug that will give you that feeling. Because if, no. if there was, I think that everybody would be on it. Uh, it, it, it. That's so true. And just kind of like, I'll see people in, in the astro flipping post, like create a post and it will be kind of referencing something about me helping them. And I won't even realize that I was helping them. But to your point, just to some days where I'll be like, damn, this is, you know, I'm going through it today. Open up an Instagram and you see, or open up Facebook and you see a random notification about someone like, thank you so much, Jacob. And I'm like, damn, like I'm actually, even if I don't know I'm helping people, I'm still helping people off of, you know, what I do. So it is, it is incredibly, uh, it's a life-changing industry to say the least. And, and for those watching and tuning in right now, Jacob's being modest. Uh, it's not just every once in a while. I mean, this man is genuinely and truly at volume and scale helping people. And those posts happen it. a lot. Like I read them a lot. I see them a lot. I, in fact, you don't even get the, you don't even, you're seeing a fraction of it. The people that have the confidence to come out and publicly speak, they're the ones posting about it. I get DMs from people about you. Oh, I get DMs sweet. from people about you saying, hey, I just wanted to let you know that Jacob Simpson, man, that guy's heart, that guy's dedication to this community, how much that man has helped me. And I just got my first deal and I'm in tears right now. And I just wanted to tell you that this community is amazing. That's that's the heart of this person that you guys are watching right now. So just so you guys have an understanding and a clear vision of how special Jacob is, that's just just the tip of the iceberg. 
but tell us a little bit that. about what it looks like for you right now, right? So what's the day look like? How, what's your what's your cadence? How many hours a day are you working? Enlighten us to that. Yeah, so my days are kind of all over the place right now. I'm trying to start scaling up. So, you know, we are looking for acquisitions, people to bring on and dispositions, people to bring on. And what market um, right? are, are you mainly focusing in right now? So people, if they want to join you or reach out to you about that, they'll, they can make a decision uh, if, it's, if it's in a market that they have interest in. For sure. So right now we're mainly in the DC market, the DMV area. So that's DC, Northern Virginia, and like the kind of the outskirts of Maryland around DC. Um, yep. And then uh, we just recently tapped into like Jacksonville and Tampa, Florida. So we do have buyers mm. down there. We're helping move some deals down there. Um, we actually just sold a deal in Denver. Uh, me and Michelle awesome. actually worked on that one together. So uh, we sold Wonderful. a deal out in Denver. So we're I, the Denver market has been, it looks like it's a super hot market. So it's kind of calling me over there. So we're tapping into Denver as well. Um, and then you know, anything in Phoenix, Arizona, but we'll just send it to Keeley. So honestly, just send everything to Keeley. Um, so, well, you, you know, know, at the same time, people need help to value. They need, they, there's so much that you provide people. It, it's, it's, it, it's not always just as simple as sending it to Keeley because, you know, we really want to help you with Dispo, but you may mm -hmm. not be able to reach somebody immediately to get help with a buy number or this or that. Uh, it could take them, you know, 20 minutes or 30 minutes. And then in the meantime, Jacob might be able to like, respond to you immediately and give you that help. And so I would say anywhere uh, that, that you, if you, if you have an opportunity to connect with Jacob Simpson and reach out to him and, 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 and find a way to do a deal together, it is, it would behoove you to do that. That's I'm, I'm for the entire internet listening to this right now, <laughs> take this man's information down because he is a game changer for you. So I you're, you're, you're doing all this. You've got, uh, you know, multiple markets that you're working in and it's, it looks like the, the volume is starting to really increase. You really haven't bloated your team, which I love. I love running lean operations. This coming from a man who has a nationally franchised wholesale business. So right. I'm always looking across the street being like, wow, I love how lean that is. I love how, <laughs> I love how simple that operation is, you know, cause we, we have a, a machine, right. And a machine right. is hard. It, it's not, it's not for everybody. And I wouldn't, I would never suggest to folks out there, go build a Keeley. You know, I think if you're getting started and you really want to make a tremendous amount of money, but you don't want to have a lot of overhead, you don't want to have a lot of responsibility for other people, doing, the, doing it the way that Jacob's doing it is a very efficient and very lucrative business model. So, yeah, so and that's, that's been my biggest struggle. So kind of in the beginning, I figured out how I want to structure now. So in the beginning, it was just me and my cousin and we had a VA doing um, buyer intake. And my cousin, we were kind of figuring out like what was the best route for us if he was acquisitions or dispositions. And so we were kind of bouncing between the two. Um, but now, since I'm kind of have my feet really established in the acquisition side, like I really just because of networking and marketing with people, I honestly, you know, I could probably not do anything for a week and still get, you know, 20, 25 deals sent to me. Yep. Um, so I'm handling the acquisition side right now. My cousin decided to jump on the disposition side and I, you know, he's done very well. He brought up the last like four buyers and he loves talking to buyers and building those relationships. Um, so my cousin's doing very well on the disposition side. And the biggest struggle was, you know, bringing on someone at potentially, you know, $2,000 a month or something of that nature. And that bumps my $300 a month up to $2,300 a month. And so I was like, how do I figure this out? 
Um, but now I think what we're going to do is at least in the meantime, obviously if someone else reaches out, that's not a realtor, we'll be able to work something out, but I'm really looking at utilizing realtors. Um, so like buyer's agents and then have mm. them submit offers for us and we'll do 3%. Uh, they'll, they'll be allowed to take on the full 3% plus 15% of the commission or the assignment fee. Awesome. And then if we need to waive that commission, then we can bump up the, you know, the commission up to like 20% sure. or something of that nature. So that's kind of what I'm thinking in regards to bringing on um, acquisitions people onto the team. And then Dispo, it would just be, you know, probably 15% um, for every deal. That makes sense. And what a, what a creative and ingenious way to scale your acquisition team without having to take on, you know, huge salaries and, 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 you know, all of the other infrastructure needed to, to build a team like that, like office space and, you know, software subscriptions and all yep. the other things that can all get really expensive. I mean, I think just in terms of our CRM at Keegley, we're, we're spending upwards of $30,000 a month just off of all the subscriptions, just, for, just for that one little piece. And then we've got others right. and others and others. So, you know, guys, this stuff can get super expensive if you're not, um, if you're, if, if you're not paying attention. So I, again, love the way that you're running this Jacob, because it's lean and it's, and it's really creative, right? Using buyer's agents that are normally compensated off commission. So they're used to it. It's not like you've got to, you've got to go sell them something that they don't already right. do. And you're a buyer and you have access to the, to, you know, to liquidity so that these deals will close. So you're really bringing to real estate agents an opportunity to earn in a market right now, which let's face it is soft. Right. And so they can, they're probably out there looking like, how can I, I don't, I don't want to have to be tethered to this retail mortgage world where my rates go up 2% and all of a sudden my buyers have disappeared and I'm starving. Yep. Now so is that's the time why we where... tackled the MLS. Yeah. It's been a time. game changer. Yep. It's been a game changer. So like I said, the last year we only focused on wholesaler outreach. So all of the deals were coming from wholesalers. Um, and then we can dive into that a little bit because I do want to share one point on wholesaler yeah, let's outreach. Talk that about I think that. will so, really help. So explain people. to us that process of of working because you're one of the few that has has primarily built their business off of strictly wholesalers, whereas a lot of folks I bring on here. Uh, they, they, they gravitate to the agent world. And so tell us about your wholesaler outreach methodology and how that's grown for you. For sure. And then I do want to jump into MLS as well, because that because of the market, that's kind of where we're focusing on right now. And I think that's been super helpful recently with the market. Awesome. Um, awesome. But to touch on wholesaler outreach. So really what I do when wholesaler outreach, it, it's all about follow up. Um, and I've had multiple wholesalers tell me like, dude, you follow up with me more than any human being has ever touched base with me. So really what I do is I go on Facebook groups. I scrub through Facebook groups. I look for, you know, people who are posting deals. And this is a really key point that I want to share with someone. Over 90% of those deals that I reach out to on Facebook aren't deals. Right. Over 90%. So that's like, it was like 9.2 out of 10 deals that I reach out to on Facebook. They're not actually deals. But they're wholesalers. That. What do you mean? Deals. They're just like a retail house, like somebody just no, walking so up the it home. So it will be a wholesaler who's posting a deal, and then that deal won't be a deal. So it will be like ARV five hundred thousand. They're asking, you know, four hundred, or you know, maybe that deal has just been sitting forever and it's just a stale deal. So what right. I found is typically when I'm scrubbing through Facebook, 
nine out of 10 deals that I come across that wholesalers are posting aren't going to be a deal, but I follow up with them every two weeks. So I'll reach out, talk about that property. If it's a deal, I'll try to lock it up. If it's not, then I follow up every two weeks to a month. And I've followed up with some wholesalers probably now for two years at this point. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm constantly reaching out to wholesalers and, um, and the follow-up is really where the money is. But where I think I've, you think you need before, uh, a, you know, a conversation turns into, uh, an opportunity. It depends. Um, I haven't really tra kept track of that, but I will say I follow up there like a lot. So if they tell me they have a deal in a week, I'm following up in a week. If they tell me yeah. they have something in three days, I'm following up in three days. Um, and then, I would say our, probably our tracking says eight to 13 at, you know, from our, our reps. I was going to say, I would say around yep. 10. Yep. Yeah. Um, so when we come across a deal, we, we like to get options on it to help us sell the deal. Um, we don't really use JVs, but obviously you can do a JV as well, where mm -hmm. I think a lot of people run into trouble, at least from what I've seen is when I reach out to a wholesaler, like, let's say you had a deal. I'd be like, Hey, Jamil, uh, you know, I really love this deal. Unfortunately, the numbers don't work for me, but you know, I also own a dispo company and have plenty of buyers who would jump on this. You care if I send this out for you? And they're like, no, or I'll be like, you want me to send this out for you? They'll be like, absolutely. I go, cool. I'm sending you over an agreement now. What's your email? I keep it as short and sweet as possible. Where I see people run into trouble is they'll be like, awesome. I'm going to send you over an option agreement that allows me to market this deal. And the option agreement says this, that, and the third. And if you, and, and they just go on and it opens up new questions for the wholesaler to ask. And even if it's not relating to options, I've just found that being short and sweet allows me to get more deals because when I try to explain everything, now it opens up more doors for them to ask questions and be uncomfortable with what's going on. Yeah. I, I... Look, here's here's one of the one of the uh, concepts that I tell people, like, if you really want to communicate with me or talk to me, if you send me a an email that's like paragraphs, I'm never reading that. Right. And I'm not because I, I, I don't care about you or it's not nothing to do. I love everybody. OK, it's just I don't got the effing time. I don't like none of us do. And so like that's it's 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 it, unless I know, like unless you're sending me a contract, I think that that's just. It shows me that you don't, you have too much time. And then I, I don't even want to engage in that because I know that yep. even if I respond to you, then the next thing that you're going to send to me is going to be another 40 page long email that could have all been said in like probably three sentences, you know, 100% so, agree. So just a, like a, a, a big tip for people out there trying to communicate less is best. A hundred percent. And I found again, like, just saying like, hey, I'm going to send you an agreement that lets me market this. What's your email? Versus, hey, I'm going to send you uh, an option agreement that gives me equitable interest that lets me market this out at a non-exclusive right. And then I can sell this to my buyer. And you're like, I don't even know what you're talking about at this point. Just yep. send me whatever you're talking about or find a buyer. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, you know, super short and sweet. And but, you know, the money's obviously in the follow ups. Um and then more recently with the market shifting, we've been going real heavy on the MLS. Yeah. And I would encourage everyone to go heavy on the MLS. And the reason I say this is because there's less buyers. So people are starting to panic with their houses. You're seeing a they lot sure of are. price reductions. Yep. But I'm seeing something that I've never seen. Well, I haven't really been doing this for that, that long anyways, but we're trying to cancel contracts on the MLS 
the agents are literally coming back to us and saying, Hey, do you want a 40 K price reduction? Or, Hey, um, I, we literally had someone be like, Hey, we can't sell this. Like, I don't care what you try to do with this property. Just do, do something with it. And that's, if you would have, that would have never happened six months ago or a year ago. So if you guys aren't on, if you guys and girls aren't on the MLS right now, I would 100% encourage you to go on the MLS. It's as easy as going on Zillow, typing in the keyword section as is, and just clicking on properties that look outdated, calling the agent. Hey, can you tell me about this property? I like to grab five pillars. So I just add one to Brent Daniels pillars. And the acronym I use is COMPT, like Compton, but COMPT. Mm -hmm. So condition, occupancy, motivation, price, timeline, mm -hmm. grab all of those, just like you would from a seller with an agent. And then you go put your offer together and you just make as many offers as you can. You should be able to knock out like four to five offers in, you know, a couple hours if you do it that way. Totally agree. Totally agree. Have you, have you had a chance to test out Privy and have you been using that algorithm to help you identify opportunities? So Privy has been a little bit weird in the DC market. It doesn't necessarily pick up everything. So I haven't really used it in regards to the algorithm up here. Uh, what I really like it for is in like places like Florida. Um, if I get something in Dallas, just happen to get something. It's great for comping and seeing where buyers are buying at. But yeah. I've just got so used to Zillow that I can quickly scrub through Zillow and find all the as is properties that that's kind of my preferred method. Yeah, uh, Zillow is underrated for lead gen. I'm telling you a, a lot of, in fact, for me, when I first got started, I was primarily using Zillow. I still use Zillow a lot to comp from my phone. Like I, 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 I got to give Zillow a ton of love for their platforms and for their app and, and, you know, the ease of use and all that. I think it's a fantastic place to go. And you're right in uh, Privy works in certain markets. So guys reach out if you guys have questions on whether or not Privy is working in your area, but it's a, Essentially, it does what Jacob's talking about is it, mm -hmm. it's it's curating opportunities on the MLS and it'll identify for you what could be a possible deal. So you've been leaning into MLS properties. Now, how is that translated for you in deal volume? What is that added to your bottom line? Um, I think we did four MLS deals last month or maybe Dang. three. Um, nice. So, I mean, it's definitely, you know, super solid. We got some in escrow as well right now. So, you know, I'm not complaining. I would say it's probably added on average uh, one to three deals a month. Great. And on average, what are you guys making per deal? Um, It depends. So I would say, so last year we did about 25 deals, I think, and we made 250,000. So give or take, I would say 10,000 okay. average, but yep. some of them were smaller than others. Some of them were bigger right. than others, obviously. Um, and then, I, yeah, I would say probably right around like 10 to 20,000. Awesome. So, you know, adding an additional, you know, two to three deals, that's, that's substantial. You, you know, that, that, that could be 20, $30,000 a month just from adding another vertical of working on the MLS. So, right. uh, that's and a, I'll say that's that a, MLS deals will be bigger than wholesaler outreach deals. And that's just because my method of wholesaler outreach is a bit different. So we don't do 50, 50 JVs nine times out of 10. If you send me a number and I can add on top of it, I'm going to add on top of it instead of splitting. Right. So what we started noticing with the buyers starting to buy less, our assignment fees through wholesaler outreach was going from like 15,000 to like 5,000. Mm. So we needed to implement the MLS and agent outreach back into it. Um, and so, yeah, now I would say the agent deals were probably looking at an average of 20,000. 
Awesome. Awesome. So what's around the corner for you now, Jacob? You're growing, you're, you're building up some acquisitions, folks, with, uh, with the agents. Uh, what do you see on the horizon for your business? Um, so I'm just trying to start scaling. I would love to be able to, you know, surpass a million a year and then really just put together a nice little solid team that I can call my family and everyone's making a lot of money together. Um, and then eventually kind of be able to get this automated to where I can go. I, I want to public speak so bad. And I've had a lot of people tell me I'm good at coaching and stuff like that. So I just want to automate this business to where I can start to, you know, really like speak and, and just talk mindset and just help as many people as possible. But in regards to the business, you know, probably bringing on trying to get it to like 10 people and then just have a nice little sustained business that's making, you know, a million to two million a year, ideally. Awesome. I love that. And Jacob, the people telling you that are right. You have a knack for it. You're a very great communicator and people love you. Your, your approach to business, your approach to thinking and, and how to really tune in our thought patterns so that we can experience a, a greater, more abundant life is something that you figured out. And I think it's important that you lean into that desire and you share with as many people your experiences uh, and you get onto that speaking circuit. So I want to see you get there. And of course, uh, it's a world that I'm involved in. And so I'm happy to help you and happy to uh, lend a hand when that uh, timing lines up for you. In the meantime, exactly. how can people find you, bro? How do people do deals with you? Where can they find you on socials? Uh, is there contact information that you're comfortable sharing? Yeah. So I would say my Instagram is the real Jacob Simpson. It's also on the screen if you're watching it on YouTube. Um, and then my email is jacob at consistenthomebuyers.com. So if you have any deals, feel free to send it that way. And then I can, um, I guess, email Emily or someone to put, you know, the whatever, like contact information in the description. But um, yeah, I mean, I'd say the best way would be either Facebook or Instagram at the moment. And then I awesome. will create like a an REI reply number or something where people can reach out to and text. Cool. So guys, check the description if there's a phone number. Otherwise, just reach out to Jacob on his IG at the real Jacob Simpson, as well as emailing him at the email that he provided. Any other final thoughts that you'd like to leave the audience with that can help inspire them through their day, bro? Um, so I did write some real quick kind of tips that I've taken away from, you know, just my journey. So I'll make this yes. super quick. Uh, awesome. The first one, I would say, stop comparing your journey with other people's journey. Um, you know, you should only be competing with yourself last year. And the reason I say that is because we get on social media. There are so many people who talk about their first deal in 30 days, their first deal in 30 days. I promise you that's not the normal. It, right. I've talked to over, I've talked to probably thousands of wholesalers at this, this point. It's not the normal thing. It happens a lot, but it's, it's just not the normal thing. So don't compare yourself with other people's journey, you know, compare yourself with where you're at a year ago. And then I would say another one would be obstacles or opportunities to learn. It's never a failure until you quit. So, you know, whether it's a canceled contract, a bad call, um, a missed deal, whatever it is, Use that as an opportunity to learn, take what you learned and apply it and keep moving forward. And eventually, if you do that, there's no way you're not going to make it. It's it's impossible. Yes, sir. Um, relationships over transactions. I know it's kind of hard to look at that when you're doing direct to seller because a seller will only typically bring you one or two deals. 
if you can create relationships and have a relational mindset over a transactional mindset, you're going to be, you're going to be able to build multi-million dollar relationships. So I would always go into any sort of, you know, relationship with anyone and look at it more as building that long-term relationship than just getting a transaction out of them. Um, it's a numbers game. So obviously make as many calls as you can get on the phone with as many people as you can, um, read contracts before signing them. Yeah. Big time. Please. I've had so many wholesalers just dive into a contract and have no idea what they just signed. So please, please, please read contracts before you sign them. Um, for analysis paralysis, just, you'll never know everything before you get started. Think about when you start a nine to five job, first day on the job, all your training goes out the window and you're like, what the heck did, I don't know any of this. And now you got to start asking questions. So might as well just dive in feet first and just start to go and learn and ask questions along the way. Um, And then the last one, uh, I guess, connect with the big players in your market. You know, I had the mentality of trying to do this myself the whole entire time before I got started. The second I connected with one of the bigger players, I started doing deals and then I got connected with Jamil and the mentorship and then it really took off. So, you know, as much as we want to be able to do things ourselves, try to put ego to the side and, and partner with other people who are actually doing what you want to do. And I promise you, it will jumpstart you again. It took me a year and a half. If I would have just got with someone that might've taken me three months. Great advice, Jacob. Great advice, brother. Again, man, super happy to have you on the second installment of to the moon with Jacob Simpson. Guys, if you have uh, any desire to work with this man, I highly recommend it. I love him. He's a brother. He is a brother in the community. And we'd love to see you be a part of Astro Flipping as well. So uh, check the description because I think Jacob's got a referral link for yeah. uh, Astro Flipping. If you want to ask him any questions or if you would like to understand more about it, you can click on that and come be a part of the community. Until the next one, we'll see you.